so true. I couldn't remember what it was that I was so up. excited about day three last time because I was telling you when I looked up the words. That's why I, I, I put the down the fruit bearing stuff. brown driver Briggs. Well, it is kind of important because you know we skimmed past it, but the. So yeah. your stuff, I thought, when I went through it and I was like, okay, how does it fit in here? It's almost like we could go through your, because you're breaking down the keywords out of the scripture and their meaning, like the strong stuff, the, mm -hmm. like that's almost like if we just go through the scripture, like we could go through all yours and then start to go through Halissa's stuff. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. I just have to be careful doing Halissa's stuff because that's her stuff. Right. And I don't want to. That's like, why I kind of put on here from the Creation Gospel by Halissa Alwyn. So we can almost right. like mentally say, hey, let's talk about Halissa's. Right. And you if know. you want to know more, go do her stuff. Do her workbook. Yeah. Because then that. in this, I can put her websites, her books, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I'm that just way, trying to be so super careful about. Yeah. And you know, the, the very <laughs> first time somebody. we did, her husband contacted me to make sure we like cited it and everything. But then did I was he? like, oh, I thought I put it in. And he went back. He's like, oh, you did. I, you know, I apologize. We just want to make sure that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because so, I don't want to like. I was amazed he even found it somehow. Well, because I'm on their Facebook thing and. Well, and I think um, if we do audio. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't make it out here, obviously we have a way different conversation here than through. Was video. he okay after he found? Yeah, you know, yeah. We, so he was like, yeah, and I, I added anything he wanted to, so he just sent what they usually send people if they want to cite it, and I had even more than that, you know, all of her websites and. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine Get with the it. Workbook. And he went through that. He's like, I watched the episode, and you guys posted pictures of it, and. He's like, yeah, thank you. Appreciate you sharing, you know, okay. the message. And, Good. I just didn't want yeah. them to think that we're, like, overstepping stealing, our bounds. Yeah, stealing right? the evidence making it ours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm glad that, yeah. you know, but I think he's really this good. could be a better way that if you couldn't make it out of here, we could do it through, like, Zoom. Yeah. Like, you have a computer that has a USB port, right? Mm-hmm. So the the quality is always the difficulty of doing things remote. So this kind of stuff is that way. So I can give you one of these to take. Okay. It's still in the box. Okay. That means I'd have to like set it up. <laughs> you look at me like it just clamps. Can you do that? No. Now, uh, but if we were doing it through Zoom or whatever, but if like we wanted to do like, hey, Halissa, we've been talking about. We just got through the seven days. And would yeah. you want to do like a podcast with exactly, us? We don't have to worry about it. You can I, zoom in. I We're meant not... to ask her at that thing. And I could, you know, I just didn't get a chance to get around to. I mean, Zoom. we could do so many people that way and say, uh, yeah. we can do it through Zoom or whatever. Do Keisha as well. We don't need the video. Right. So we're just going to pull the audio from Zoom. Okay. So you don't have to be like dressed up or like seated somewhere special. Sure. You know, you can, you know, we're just going to pull the audio and post it. You know, we can talk to Keisha. That I think sets us up for like, well, let's just start asking people now yeah and scheduling it because all we need is the audio and then if i make a little website that is the podcast website i can just start to post each episode and then description have the little show notes with all their credit or whatever we talked about in it yeah rather well, than spending Felisa's time stuff is yeah. very different than rico cortez or tyler <laughs> yeah. or you know any which She's got some great stuff in her mm -hmm. books, too. You know, but not everybody's going to be 100% on everything. Yeah. I just don't want people to listen and say, think, I feel, like, condemned or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I yeah. don't yeah. want that. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. So, we're going to try just an audio <laughs> one today. Have you been recording? This whole time. Well, there you go. And that was Kayla's <laughs> suggestion. She said, 
just record before she Don't even gets her. in and watch you'll get a thanks bunch of good, kale you'll get a Look bunch of good conversation so i yeah. i don't know and she's like we should just left the mic running last time because i'm like oh we started talking about masks and all this crap and you know that that yeah. like off topic stuff is what people enjoy listening well, to and i because i i glanced over facebook you know and it, you had posted a thing from the cdc mm-hmm. and then somebody i would have never thought comes out of the blue yeah to be you know like okay so I thought about that on the way over. We've done nothing but live on assumptions in this country. Yes. Everything is an assumption upon assumption upon assumption. It's nothing but smoke and mirrors. Yeah. So why, how is it that we're living our life on an assumption? Why can we not cross over on dry ground? Why is it that dry ground is so hard to find, even though the water's been split and divided and we're like... So it made you think of this today? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's just, it's yeah. just me. I, I saw it. I didn't read it. I just went and clicked delete. So it's not on there anymore. Oh, I darn it. Because I was going to, like, I was verbalizing my response. Oh, well, maybe I it. saved you from some stress. I don't yeah. Know. No, it's probably a good thing. I just saw who it was, and I know what they typically want to say to me. And, uh, right. You and know. it's, you know, and I, okay. Because so, you're right. They made a lot of assumptions of what I meant by what I posted on it because they know who I am and, and how I feel about on things. And Facebook so, in general. Same yeah. thing with what we talked about Friday yeah. night. You know, it's like there's just assumption upon assumptions about where people's hearts are. The data could be accurate. You could say the the same statistics I could say, but because I know you and your beliefs and what you think, I think you mean this by that. Exactly. Not, not, hey, you know, any fruitful conversation. Get back to the word. I mean, what what are you going to stand on if that's all you have and you don't have the word to stand on? What do you, I mean, where are you going to? Yeah. B. Yeah. Where is your assumption now? There is yeah. no. He leaves no assumption. Yeah. He uses the whole, like, last week's Parsha. I'm like, good grief. 73 things on how specific everything, yeah. like, to it, like, do, here. Yeah. If, if you weren't clear, here it is. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't clear on that, here's Jesus' life living it out in the flesh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. <laughs> well, how do you think Bible study went? I think it was great. I thought. I thought we had a good conversation on I stuff. I think we did too. And it's getting more and more where people are open to questioning. And yeah. that's my whole, I, I swear to you, I think this is what God is doing. <laughs> it's okay to question every little thing. Yeah. Well, I prefaced with that. I tried to because I know mm-hmm. I knew Mike was there. And yeah, so I didn't which want, is cool. I wanted to kind of like, hey, this, what we're studying is Torah and Torah is this. Because Kale made the point like, we use a lot of words that maybe our group knows, but maybe a lot of other people right. that show up so don't know. So define your words. Yeah, yeah, they don't know what that means. Exactly. And if we don't tell them, they're going to assume what it means. Same thing with philosophical conversations. You define your words before you yeah. ever get into it. Because then there are no assumptions as to what you mean by that statement. Well, because of what I, well, based on what mm-hmm. somebody's told me law means to a Jew is how I'm going to perceive Paul when he says the law. Mm-hmm. I won't see it as a thing of reverence right. and love. I'll so see it as So if it's translated oppression. as law and not instruction, what assumptions are you going to make? Yeah. You know, according to that. It's, yeah, it's totally amazing. I'm like, this is why we start at the beginning. Let's start at day one, two, three, you know, three, yeah. which is what I love about Halissa's stuff. Because it just, it goes it just back clear. To... Yeah, it's like, it's clear. Once you see the pattern, you're like, oh, there it yeah. is. Well, there's you know? a whole other layer that I think. I want to talk to her about because I don't know oh, if maybe absolutely. she's gone into it or just hasn't added it. She's but brilliant. There's yeah. 
I was going through this with Kale, and I said, you know, with, with day one, day two, so we're going through day three, and I want to go through this with her in a way that, are the people listening understanding? Because you and I are, like, on the same wavelength a lot yeah. of the time, so it's like, oh, yeah, we know what we've already talked about, mm-hmm. which may not have been recorded, and they're caught up and know what yeah. we're talking about. We'll, but I shared with her, you know, the idea of Gimel and counsel and um, the seed of resurrection, and we see that through Scripture, and mm-hmm. I'm explaining it to her, but... I said, so now when you read this, when you read this this portion of the tabernacle where Moses is, is talking about building of the tabernacle and you get to this anointing oil that will be something that's um, there as a, uh, oh, I can't remember how they describe it, uh, but it's for generations and, and nothing else can replace this. You know, this is, you really see what how the Holy Spirit's being represented in this anointing oil. Yes. And I'm like, I never and would have picked that spirits, up. all the spirits, all the seven yeah. spirits of God are, is one spirit. I never would have picked it up. But Holy Spirit. there's the seven, mir- what you know we would call the seven miracles of Jesus. And when you look at each one of those, the third one oh. really lines up with day three. And his Who's I the am, there's, there's seven I am sayings. Remind and his... Um, yeah, so all those sevens. We need to go back and like... That's what I'm those. saying. There's seven miracles, there's seven I ams. Yeah, I knew there were seven I am. And has she looked at the relationship of those? I'm sure she has. And is it like a whole nother book of stuff she's working on? Yeah. You know, because when you read them with that context of day three and... Of her of the pattern that she's... Yeah, you're like, oh. Yeah. Like, and then that's where you get... That's when I was like, first seeing this stuff, I was in a seminary class that was talking about the I am's and mm-hmm. uh, the miracles, but they were just showing that there were seven of each. Yeah. They didn't make mention of seven or that they're t- maybe they're tied yeah. together or what's the significance of seven. Yeah. I just had that from us talking about it. I'm like, oh, well, there's seven of these. So I wonder if the first one of each is important. Each and what day. about the fourth is the main yeah. stem of those that those other six come from? And then I'm, you know, right. and then I haven't really revisited till now because I'm like, you know, I'm going to look it up and see, right. you know, what are they? Because when I was going through the you know, read Moses, see Jesus, and they're talking about the scripture. You know, that's where I went. I said, okay, well, day three is Genesis 1, 8, whatever. And it would be Exodus 30, whatever it was. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, no, but keep those notes. But then I went and read it, and I'm like, okay, wow. When you have the context of the Holy Spirit and this, what the day of creation was doing, Mm -hmm. and the fruit bearing and all this, and then you go read that part of the tabernacle, you see it. I mean, in Noah, it's easy to see, oh, there's the flood and the waters recede. There's dry land. That we pick up pretty quickly, but yeah. we don't pick up the spirit other than the bird that's flying. But where right. else do we see the it's spirit? The dove. Right? Yeah. And so then you start to tie these things together. And I wish there was a dove when they crossed the Red Sea because that would really, it's almost like he could dog ear it. Like, okay, here you go. Here's another example. <laughs> Wouldn't that be Miriam? I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. Because I think she represents Holy Spirit in that. Oh, does that she? scenario. I, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm thinking so. I mean, I'll check. I probably need to check with Halissa or Keisha and ask just to be sure. But I think, yeah. Because she was the one who grabbed the tambourines or whatever and started the dance. Actually, when she passed, when she died, they were, because water was a thing that was tied to her. And water is tied to the Spirit. Huh. Yeah. I wonder if that was the deal. As soon as they crossed over, yeah. It was like spirit of rejoicing. So I'm the bread of life. I'm the light of the world. I'm the door of the sheep. 
I am the resurrection of the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, the life, and I am the vine. So the third one would be, I am the door of the sheep. Jesus protects his followers as shepherds protect uh, their flocks from predators. There's just, I mean, there's probably so much study that if you talk to Halissa about that. I bet, yeah. Because that's just an English translation of, I'm not getting any of the Hebrew at all. So that could be where a lot of it's unlocked. Just like the Gimel side. I wouldn't have thought of the Gimel where counsel right. comes in because um, of Gamal and counsel. I, to me, just hearing third day has to do with counsel. I, I didn't know where that necessarily came from. So that makes sense when you go, well, the third letter would have been Gimel comes from Gamal mm-hmm. and you see in these scriptures that trees are often a time of counsel because of Abraham and Deborah and that made sense to me and it, it yeah. builds the foundation behind okay now I can see where the spirit of counsel is is there but maybe that's why the spirit of counsel is also I'm the door of the sheep I don't know yeah kind of cool I know it's it's so many questions <laughs> and it's fun <laughs> I know and uh I don't want to overwhelm people on, at Bible study because I know they're not yeah. where we are. And, and it's you okay did a good job of this. I mean, you started when, I mean, we were studying Mark. And you were and like, why, evangel- you, why are you cutting out bacon? Yeah. It was my favorite. I thought, man, <laughs> I can find some scripture in Acts that says, get up and eat, Peter. But I had no context of what he was talking about. Right. And so, other like, than what know, I've been taught by somebody else. Yeah. Who probably just wanted to eat. Whatever, yeah. crawdads and bacon. Which is why when people ask me, and, and like you, I don't want to get into an argument with anybody. That's not, that's more divisive than it is bringing unity to the body. Right, I, yeah. I would rather, you know, put it in context of, you know, I feel like God is saying he's asking me to do something. And things look different when you're on this side of it looking out than it is when you're on the outside looking in. And you mm-hmm. learn so many other different yeah. nuances to things. And you're like, oh, that's a really good idea. I'm doing it because I love my Lord. Not because I have to, yeah. but because my salvation depends on it. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Well, and that's like what I was saying with them teaching the congregation on that church. I was watching uh, that, oh, they don't write the name God or they leave the vowels mm-hmm. out because it's, it puts a burden on them if they do it. Yeah. What? I'm like, no, no, no. The idea was they loved God so much that they didn't want to do anything to uh, defile him or disrespect or not show their love. And so I don't even want to write his name on a piece of paper that could be thrown away. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want to do that to him. I mean, Mm -hmm. we we act like, oh, well, we don't understand that. But it's hard as a parent to throw away something your kids scribbled on, isn't it? (laughs) It's hard to throw away a picture of them. Like you want to keep everything because you love them. Not because, mm-hmm. oh, if I do, they're going to hate me someday. No, actually, when you get older, your kids hate that you kept all that stuff because they're like, this isn't for me. This is for you. Yeah. What am I going to do with some scribbling from when I was five? Yeah, I know how to write my whole name now. That was <laughs> that was cute for you at that time. Yeah. And so we do understand that how we can really love somebody and want, not even want to destroy someone we have their name on. I mean, how many people are hoarding Hallmark cards because I don't want to throw away something somebody right. gave me. You know, that really meant something to them. Well, back in the 50s, you didn't have email and you didn't have stuff you could pull up forever. You had a handwritten something. Yeah, and you might not get very many of them. Right, so you And that might it. be the only way yeah. you remember that person. Yeah. And now we take a Just thousand pictures a day. And, like out of reverence. Yeah. And don't delete any of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the third uh, 
miracle would be cursed, uh, curing the paralyzed man, which is just immediately because we've been going over this. You see, Jesus is surrounded. They can't get through the people. Right. They go up on the roof and part that you know they have to bust the through the roof. Yeah, to bring him down. This is also who are you to to heal it's this funny man? That they Your sins are forgiven. Him for him to be raised up. Right, exactly, <laughs> right. Well, get up. Yeah. Get up and pick up your mat. Wow. You know, who are you to do this this sin? Why well, could just is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or easier yeah. to say, you know, or get up? Well, of course it's easier to say your sins are forgiven. Now, get up. Rise up. Yeah. I never put that into day 3. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so there's just like the churches, the feasts, you know. The I am. There was purpose to everything. Every last everything. thing. Which comes down to our conversation on Friday. Even the letters are in a particular order and the words are in a particular order. There's a, there is nothing that's happenstance. Right, yeah. To yeah. scripture. It is. And, and just to say it's masterfully crafted is like a downgrade oh, to I what know. God has really done. The more you get into it, you're thinking, wow. Yeah. No wonder people can stand in awe, or even if you can stand at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just in the breath. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, let's. You want to start with just let's just go through the scripture yep. for day three, and then we can go through. that you pick some of these words out to really look at like you know the heavens be gathered but what yeah the hebrew word gathered and what other words could that mean because that gives you some insight that i think bound i think just tied up exactly because that just reminded me of like the new testament versus what paul was trying to say and yeah there's just so many tie-ins so if you understand and this was probably close to the first myth gathered isn't this the first time gathered is shown in scripture is that the first uh, mention? Yeah, yeah. So rules of hermeneutics, so. first mention, which is something Halissa also covers. You know, that's... Gives the foundation of what it will right, mean throughout. Right, of what this encompasses. Which know. is, uh, I've heard this talked about too with like the serpent and the idea of, if we look at the word serpent, the meanings of it, because it's mentioned other times, but this is the first time it's mentioned. Right. And so this lays a foundation of where we should, what we should be thinking uh, when we read forward, I think a hard time with scripture, and I miss it a lot too, is we don't realize we're reading all of a sudden reading poetry. And if you read mm-hmm. English poetry, you know it's very artistic, and you know sometimes it's the number of words per line matter. Sometimes the number of lines matter, or what they're trying to convey is using imagery and all these other things. So we read it in a very because a lot of people in this, at least in this uh, year, they read they toward love a their narrative. Key. They don't read toward poetic. Yeah, not poetic. Yeah, not they're not meaning, trying to teach yeah. through po- poetry and and yeah. speak to your heart. But they're also reading probably like a King James. People really, there's a generation that loves their King James. It's familiar. They grew up uh, singing the hymns and all that. So that's an even more difficult level of English to miss the the poetry. And yeah. not realize you're reading poetry necessarily. And we still do it because we go, we see the word blessed and we say blessed. 
you know, if you were just saying, hey, I've blessed you, and you wrote that, you would still write it in the same way that you say blessed. But when we read scripture, we always, because we're used to that King James thing, right? Blessed art thou. Still the sound in your ear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, okay. Well, I'm reading the manual translation, and that's what from Jeff Benner. He kind of does the same idea, but he when he translated it or tried to go through it, Mm-hmm. Pseudo translated. He tried to make sure that each Hebrew word was translated the same throughout the whole. Oh, cool piece. So, I, or at least that's what his intention was. So, here's how, here's what he says on verse nine. Then God said, "Let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear." And it was so. And Elohim said, "The waters will be bound up below the skies to one area, and dry ground appeared, and he existed so." Okay. Do you want to read all of that third day, and then we'll start oh. breaking it down? Well, because on my notes, <laughs> I already start breaking it down. Okay. Well. So, uh, so ten. You, what are we doing? Ten. Ten. Nine. God called the nine. dry land. Let earth. the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Would be the start That's of day three. That's what I three. just read. Right. Where, well, where do you want to start breaking this down? Nine. Oh, well, because I picked out gathered as being one of those, and that's um, has a, a primitive root uh, kava, mm-hmm. which is six nine six zero. If anybody ever wants to look that up. And it's the definition is to wait for, to bind together by twisting, to wait for, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting to bind together. But Brown Driver Briggs, I thought was good at that. It's about uh, the twisting, the the tension of enduring. Yeah, isn't that what they did to the CT on the every four corners? Yeah, they had to twist that with one single blue thread. Yeah, you know, yeah, like the color of water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And so let the waters below the heavens be gathered bound twisted endured through tension yeah uh where you see that in the seat seat of the you're talking about the blue thread yeah, the waters. what they were supposed to yeah. do when they tied it together they bound it together and, and, they tied and it let the dry place. land appear and it was so um god called the dry land earth and the gathering which we would see gathering be different than bind or bound up right yeah this gathering would be a different word, a different you mean Hebrew word. Kava, the primitive root word. Yeah, so where where heavens uh, be gathered in nine, and then in ten, God called the dry land earth, and the gathering of the waters He called the seas. Is this the same gathering? Same is I mean, are they using kava both times? I think you'd have to look up under the Bible Hub because it'll give you the interlinear. Of the English translation and the actual Hebrew words, only that's one place you can look. Okay. I think that's where I look. Yeah. Okay. Or they'll use like a prefix or a suffix. Like this one has a prefix to it, uh, yikava, right? Y i q q a w u. What is the ye? I don't know. You have to ask a Hebrew <laughs> scholar on that one. <laughs> I have to phone a friend. We made that up last time. We're gonna have to have the phone, the phone, the friend option. Phone a future. friend. Yikava. Because it's like ha. Yikava. Ha yeah. is like the, right? I think. Like ha, rats. Yeah. Right? The land. The, yeah, yeah, the can land. can be translated that way. Well, in his little manual translation, he's got this. The way he puts the words down is interesting. 
and let the dry land appear. Like it didn't have to be let. Mm. It didn't have, to, you know, like you would think that's like the obvious alternative that dry land would just show up. He let the earth into sprout. One place and let the dry land appear. It's like he. Where does the it. the translation where you get let the let the earth sprout? Was that the manual translation? <clears throat> it or is. Or is that Jeff Benner's? That's in t- Jeff Benner's. For 11. Mm-hmm. Then God said, let the earth sprout um, versus um, let, the orth, let, let the earth put forth grass. Yours is let the earth sprout mm-hmm. rather than put forth, I guess. Yeah. Which is like a, gives you a, a bigger word picture of what it I feel like it's a more like. accurate picture because we're seeing the tree like we'll get in obviously the trees the fruit bearing when I see something being put forth I don't necessarily see how that's going to be an idea of resurrection mm-hmm. um, but when you hear sprout sprout you do you do yeah. okay but that's a, is that you the know, manual I translation think I heard somewhere I, I this may be a wrong quote but I, I could have swore I heard Brad Scott mention in one of his talks that apostle the 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 word apostle in greek means sprout really that's, that would be cool to look up yeah that's interesting just to be sure that that's what that so is so if you're the disciple that's probably another holistic question so, apostle yeah could be sprout mm-hmm. a little sprout yeah okay well uh the hebrew word would be desha which is to sprout shoot grow green raise up as a sprout would do, unless you have a sprout that grows down. <laughs> I don't think it ever grows down. Even if down. you turn it upside down, the it roots grow down. Grow up. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. The roots grow deep. Um, this is a an important verse though, where the vegetation plants yielding seed and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit uh, after their kind with seed in them. So is that verse 11? Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to 10. Okay. We did, all I read was verse 9. Okay. So in verse 10, God called the dry land earth, right? And yep. the gathered, the mikvah of the waters, he called seas. And God saw that it was good. It's funny that they used that word mikvah on there. And Elohim called out to the dry ground land. And to the collection of the waters, he called out seas. And Elohim saw that it was functional. That's how he used it. Like, Not yeah. it was so, it was it functional. It was functional, yeah. That's just so different to read. Mm-hmm. It was so, is very like, mm-hmm. and and I've placed my stamp, we're moving forward, we're done. And it was done. Next. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a, when you have the word and it was functional, you see a cooperation. You know, pieces and parts coming together for a function means it has a purpose, mm-hmm. not just. So it's like, well, what's the purpose of the dry land, the waters, the fruit trees, and all this? Well, on day two, we covered the fact that when he names something, he calls it something. Mm-hmm. He gives it purpose and function, right? So if at the end of that day, he called it something, gave it its purpose, and it became functional. So therefore, it was good. To... We're seeing layers each day of yeah. chaos coming into order right mm-hmm. so we've seen the just tohu vohu slowly being light and dark separated and now the waters being gathered 
into the mikveh. So mikveh is what they're using for waters. Mikveh, yeah. M-I-Q-V-E-H, I think is how they spelled it. We're and seeing, that's from the Bible Hub. Strong's Concordance 4723. So the waters are... Uh, he called, he called the dry land earth. He gathered the waters, and it was good. And then from the gathering of the waters, the earth sprout vegetation. Yeah, so <clears throat> if it's called mikvah, which is what a baptism is called, yes. right? So mikvah, def, the definition of that means a hope. Let that so your in. baptism is a hope. Right, abiding, According gathering to a, to together, an old Jew, at least. hope, yeah. linen yard. Yarn, plenty of water, or a pool. All of those things all are under the description of mikvah. So here's what I find interesting is he gathers the waters, and after the gathering of the waters is where you see the sprouting of vegetation. Right. It's through the waters that the sprouting happens. When the waters are gathered, there is hope. When we are gathered together, there is hope. There's a sprouting. It's like we're being followed by a sprouting. Yeah, it's like. But not just a sprouting of useless vegetation, fruit bearing, seed bearing vegetation. Right. Well, that has eternal. (laughs) And this is where I've mentioned the the uh, reforesting faith, because he's really hitting on it. Of like, when you really look at the importance of these these trees, we don't see anything like this on Earth. This the the plant's ability to develop its seed, drop a seed. And almost, you know, re-sprout and like continue its life cycle. Yeah. Regardless of you're there or not, right? We have this almost like eternal life type of like this tree can exist for much longer than I mean. Do we even know how long a tree can it's truly as if exist? Earth or Eretz is on its own cycle. It knows its times and its seasons that the Lord has appointed for it. Same thing with birds of migration, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. always migrate to the same, you know, place. They always, they know their time and their appointed season. Which we get into in day four or five. And um, five, yeah. right? Which is with chiastically the... structured with today three, the mm-hmm. today's, yeah. what we're doing, you know, today. So, well, I just think it's interesting <laughs> that we see this separation in day two, but now we're starting to see the hope of what comes after separation through the mikvah. So through the baptism, through the gathering of the waters, we see this separation now go through a sprouting, which is a resurrection. Just like the, the life death separation mm-hmm. of Christ through three days later, we have a resurrection. We're seeing it's like bringing forth life. It's like giving a birth. Yeah. <laughs> through painful birth. waters. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and the constriction process. I feel like if you could take anything from the depth of day three, that and <laughs> just to see, like, we know, like, day one, a lot of depth. But if you look at this day two, day three idea that we skipped through, that, man, there's this separate, this, this necessary separation that he didn't claim was good, right? And it's kind of like this... It's not good till it's gathered. Regathered. It's needed, but... There's an end Through this gathering, though, the gathering of the waters, we have this sprouting. We see this separation and then resurrection or sprouting. Like if you could just grab that, I mean, that's going to take you so far that you're going to see when you see water being being involved, when you see separation, when you see division or whatever, like 
and you hear the baptisms and the mikvahs and you, you know this is a thing of hope and through that hope there's now a sprouting of fruit bearingness. And it always comes through waters, right? So you have to physically dunk yourself under the water. I know that's kind of like different the resistance than most of it. Of it. Yeah, yeah, it's like I have to choose to That'll go preach. through the water yeah. and then... You can't move through water easily. Mm -hmm. There's resistance, isn't there? No. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I thought, I mean, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Do you want to move on past, do you want to talk about some fruit bearing stuff or I don't, I don't want to rush you through it. Yeah. Don't rush me. It's <laughs> <laughs> just too much. Um, yeah. No, we can like, we can always come back to day three mm -hmm. and add more layers because there's so much. Yeah. And we can spend hours and hours. So we just kind of want to give people a taste. Well, and I think this is where like, if we get through the, the days, we yeah. can do a time with Halissa and say, Let's just do an hour of just talking about the seven days. And she's going to probably go even deeper into oh, these yeah. things. You know, at least they see this gathering and this sprouting. That the gathering is a not just a binding, but a, a twisting of endurance. And a hope. Yeah. Going through the waters of your baptism is a twisting and mm -hmm. bending of endurance. Well, isn't resurrection nothing but the hope? It should it's be. It's the hope of our future. Well, right? I think we say that a lot because we've heard a lot of people say, but we don't know what that means. Yeah. It finally like has... This has ground to walk across when you look at that. Absolutely. That so one example of this I have is the good news. And I brought this up at Bible study that we all mention the good news. And we know some of us may know that the good mm -hmm. news comes from the word gospel and that we we're to spread the gospel. They were trying to spread the good news. But what we consider the gospel is the four eyewitness accounts of Jesus's life, death and resurrection. What they didn't have at that point is a... Uh, formed version of the four eyewitnesses of his life, death, and resurrection. What the good news would have been came back from, uh, I think it's like Isaiah 40. Isaiah is listing out like, you know, that we've had this fall. There will be a Messiah. He'll he'll return. There'll be this justice and mercy. And there's, he's laying out the seven mm -hmm. days. There's probably seven within Isaiah 40. I bet if you went through it, the hope of a future. The hope, yeah. Like Isn't he, that what I think that's on one of my walls at the house. But he calls it, this is the good news. This is the first time good mm -hmm. news is mentioned. And so this is what Jesus and his apostles are talking about when they mention the, uh, the good news. for us, plans for hope but for the future. it's easy to say, well, we don't need the Old Testament because of whatever X, Y, Z Jesus fulfilled, did away, whatever, whatever confusion you have at that point that you're wrestling with. But because I've always been taught and heard that the gospel and the good news, the gospel or the good news is the account of Jesus, I miss out on the depth that good news that they're talking about goes back, goes back to Isaiah. And what Isaiah is talking about is the good news is all these things that are Torah that we've been repeating on cycles. Well, it's like he's been telling us that at, from the beginning. Back he told to creation. us the whole Pentateuch, the first yeah. five books, over and over and over again. And so I feel like if you, if people don't break through that, uh, what I've been told it means, and don't break through that idea of like, do you know what good news means? Like, where does that come from? How do we know it's good news? Mm -hmm. Well, the good news we call the gospel, we need to break beyond those four eyewitness accounts and give the context to them. And when you do that, you find that the concept of good news came much earlier. 
you know, and this would be Isaiah writing at a time of exile, yeah. and Babylon destruction, right? And then not was a Isaiah, good time. But all the prophets did it. Even Jeremiah right. said that, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans yep. to prosper you, to like the good growth, news. right? Yeah. All the all the good stuff, and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and yeah. a future. So the gospel wouldn't be so much about uh, life, death, resurrection. It would be about what his life, death, and resurrection is is fulfilling and now we know because when we read it we see yeah what was happening and what's happened and what's been promised and now the promise has been fulfilled mm -hmm. like that's why it was like this like this should be exciting you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it is for us man we're done. you know it's like and then you see like that you see the patterns and you're like wait he's not done yeah like but there's more. He's, yeah. When they, they say he's coming, now I get but wait, there's what's more. coming. Now the trumpets make sense. Now the judgment makes sense. Now the mercy makes sense. Yeah. You know, and now, I, oh, no. Uh, I'm all supposed to live like he lived. And I can't, people that don't get this, I can't go stand with a picket. Right. I have yeah. to be loving about this. Yeah. I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. No. <laughs> the bride must prepare herself. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, preparation. I know this a, whole month, Illul, we're we're all in the, you know. To think, I mean, you are saved through your faith of what what uh, what's truly in your heart. But to have that faith takes some preparation, man. At least now, like, you know, to be lowered in through a roof and be told just because of your actions speaking of what you truly believe that's your faith like your, your actions buddies lowered you down yeah because you worked that hard like you obviously yeah. have some deep faith that yeah roll me on the like thing your, your sins are just... forgiven man yeah. but even that yeah. like the difficulty with bible study that i have is that nobody reads except for you and me right yeah. and that's fine i don't expect everybody to come to it the same yeah but that doesn't mean that they don't have a hope no, absolutely or not. That I'm, we not don't have that a hope. I'm not taking yeah. that away. What I'm saying is the fact that they don't read is not the problem. The fact what gets me is that they say, Well, I just don't have time and this and this and this. And what they're doing to me is putting it second. And I've been there. I've done it. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that this hope takes work. Pushing through the waters takes work. To have that faith is going to take work when you live in a world that pushes back against it which means it's going to seem like you don't have time to read 20 minutes of scripture to know what we're going to talk about tonight. you're going to look like the crazy person i don't expect you to have like Join an in, like i'm going to spend six hours probably on what we're going to talk about and i'm not going to know which part of it to go at I know. and i don't expect everybody to have that but maybe it's going to take time to get you there, but you're going to have to prepare. Well, part of Friday for us is preparing for Sabbath. And part of preparing for Sabbath is I have time that I go away from the kids and the family and I'm going to read the portion for the week mm -hmm. because that's important to me. That prepares me for, for Sabbath, you know? And Kale has her time that she does it. And so that way when we talk about it, it we're on the same page and then we watch it the next like there's a lot of preparation that goes into being able to take a day of rest and people there's know that there's always preparation there's a lot of preparation before you go on vacation for day seven all that's the time what we're all doing yeah from and day that's my one point. to like, day six we're preparing for seven preparation <clears throat> is just this thing that's always there we're always preparing 
and we're never going to want to do it. But this is why Paul talks about discipline being doing the things you don't want to do when you have to do them like that. That's hard to know. Like we're constantly preparing. We're yeah. constantly preparing for Sabbath, for yep. for the next <laughs> feast, for the next mm-hmm. this, you know, for the, ne- the next Bible study, for the next everything like we're preparing. But that preparation deepens you. It may be you just cleaning the floors because I don't want to have to do anything tomorrow. Right. But just chill. It may be you cooking two meals today so you don't have to cook one tomorrow. That's work. And if you said, well, I just didn't have time to do it. Well, then you don't eat tomorrow. You wouldn't do that. You know, like if if it truly was like that important that you're like, hey, I hold the Sabbath super holy and I don't even cook. Mm -hmm. I eat just whatever I have that I can throw together. You would make sure you had that second meal. But we live in a culture right now where it's very, it's, it's hard. And I would love if we just had a group of like really messianic minded people that are like, yeah, man, I love the Torah portion and I see how Jesus is let's, in it. Let's talk about this. And they've let's been, they've here. been studying like, yeah. I, I get that, but, but God has brought us to people that they really want to learn this stuff, but they're at ground zero, man. They're like, wait, what did you just say? Yeah. Like what, wait, where are we starting day one? is what and like their minds blown by some stuff that we've been there yeah and so i don't want to harp on them for not being biblical nerds what i want to hit on them is like you're going to have to flex this muscle to make it stronger preparation is going to have to be something you push through the waters just make a conscious effort yeah but pushing yeah. through that 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 yeah. tension that that difficulty is walking through the mikvah it's yeah. that time of twisting and exactly. under tension. But when you get through it, there's a sprouting on the other side, a fruitful sprouting that's yeah. going to drop seed. When people see that fruit, though, in you, so you don't have to Motivates, carry Motivates, right? Yeah, you don't have to carry the burden of inspiring them to want to do the same because yeah. they will see your light. Well, that's, that's the what human, the menorah is all about, right? That's yeah. the human difficulty of not wanting to change people, right? right now. <laughs> why can't everybody be like me? Yeah, why, why aren't you and the then way I'm I want you it. to be? I'm glad everybody's not like me. Yeah, I know. Well, because <laughs> And Kale's like, do you really mistakes. want a room full of yous talking right. about it? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I don't. No, you know, I don't want that either. I just, it's so, yeah. I love God so much. I have that reverence and that, I, I love it so much that I want everybody else I to I want learn. everybody else to do it. Yeah, like, that's it. You like, got to try this, man. It's just so good. Yeah. You, you won't know, experience anything else like it. I think the Lord honors that. He, he totally honors that. Yeah. But I have to remind myself, like, where was I 40 years ago, you know, when I was on my own doing whatever just reading it on my own and with whatever i had and having to deal with that so yeah so this is all like fun and i love it yeah i just like seeing god in every perspective that i can yeah well and we both are fortunate to have jobs where we can incorporate this very easily and not everybody has that no and I got. I'm working on having grace. At some point, we have to learn to live in Babylon. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We're still there. We haven't been regathered completely. Yeah, that's He's coming on, on it, though. day seven, Sukkot. Yeah, you know, Shabbat. We're getting there. So uh, let's take a hypothetical break, real quick, and then okay. let's go into uh, some stuff by Halissa.
Day three. Really cool. Day three, Gimel, which is the third letter, the spirit of counsel, um, the sprout of salvation from the creation gospel. Yeah, by Hillisa Aylwine. Aylwine. So, third day. Okay, man day three. corresponds with all the threes, you know. Yeah, so I kind of put this in a section just from her stuff, uh, her creation gospel slide. So, 100% yeah. credit of this goes to Alyssa because I think she uh, gives a really good foundation of the seven days. Yeah, and I would highly recommend people either purchase the workbook, which you can find on her website, or go through her class, um, yeah. or any or all of the above because it is it is worth it yeah. to, to have your eyes open to such patterns because the whole scripture lights up. Yeah. So, yeah. So she would say counsel, the spirit of counsel is not somebody who can give counsel but somebody who can receive it hmm. it's like the it, you know that you have been affected by the spirit of counsel not because you can give wise counsel but because you can receive it well what's if cool about sense. the word counsel is uh hebrew counsel is etza etza which is the root word eights she mentions eights. I think I don't know if we've talked about this before, but eights is a uh, tree. Mm-hmm. And, and trees a, are referred to as people. People, yeah, Bible really yeah. oftentimes people. Um, that's where you see in Exodus them gather the, the man that was gathering uh, eights, and we think it's gathering sticks. Um, but what he was gathering was people against God. Yeah, you know, and so it's like, why was he was yeah. gathering sticks on Sabbath yeah. so they killed so they him? Think that's <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you can't even gather firewood. Yeah. I guess you really have to prepare on Friday because, man, you even try to pick up some wood. They're going to, you yeah. know, and that's where you miss like, well, no, there's a there's a people aspect there. Yeah, we totally miss all that. Yeah. So eights, uh, which is brought forth on the third day. Yeah. That's where we first see trees. Yeah. Fruit bearing trees. Yeah. She yeah. does share a couple of scriptures where we see that. um Trees and eights and it's all the reason it's all is counsel and rooted with trees is uh, we see it in scripture um, judges four uh, with Deborah being the prophetess wife of wow Lapidoth is that right yeah it's close enough <laughs> <laughs> good enough I'm not Excuse a biblical scholar all the uh, was judging Israel at the time judging she used uh, to sit under a palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the sons of Israel came up to her for judgment. So we see this idea of ju- uh, trees and judgment. Um, also. Uh, and words, basically, Deborah. Deborah is. Deborah. Deborah, yeah, which Deborah means word. Mm-hmm. Which would be like the commandments. Word. Ten commandments. Word Groupings. Up. Yeah, word <laughs> up. And then uh, Genesis thirteen eighteen. Then Abram moved his tent and came and dwelt by the oaks of Mamre, right? Mamre, mm-hmm. which are in Hebron, and there he built an altar to the Lord. Um, lots of layers there, obviously, of oh, the, yeah. the altar and, and doing Hebron. it under the yeah, doing That's... it under the the trees. Yeah. Um, and then we also mentioned one that she didn't have on there about even Jonah sitting under like a tree uh-huh. um, at a time where God's counseling him. And Jonah says whatever he wants to, <laughs> yeah, has his thing. So, uh, yeah, so we know that there's this council, uh, this this idea of the trees being 
tied to the root of counsel. And uh, what else does she say? If we recall the seeds of wisdom that were planted on day one, um, on the third day they are ripened and resurrected with the spirit of counsel. Kind of a cool concept. That uh, So the sprouts are brought forth by the spirit of counsel, right? Right, yeah. It's through the spirit of counsel that we... Um, see as as they gather the waters that sprouting is a result of the spirit of counsel you would say right yeah kind of cool yeah when you can receive it it's like ground when you're planting like farmers if the ground is fertile or has been plowed up to receive the seed then fruit and bearing come forth when the ground is not able to receive counsel then you can't, it's harder mm. to bring forth seed and fruit. I wonder if that's a tie-in to, to where um, they're being told this, like, uh, was it Noah's father talking about this with, like, oh, we're cursed to till the land. Like, we're part of yeah, the, the curse is that we have cursed. to work the land yeah. in order to bring forth what we need. Like, it's almost like God said, well, you think you're so smart, you get to go do what I do now. <laughs> you know, now you're going to have to do everything I do. You know, before I was doing it for you, now you get to work the land. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's you almost get to like create. a parent, you know, would yeah. talk to their kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. I, I wonder if there's a tie now. there, hmm? a tie in there. Of, oh, yeah. Of that. Oh, yeah. There's like tons of t- all the way through to the parable of the seed, the sower of the ground. Like some seed fell on hard ground, some and the birds came and ate it. Some seed fell on. Yeah, know. I would love to talk through that one because, yeah. I mean, that would be a good one to go through, yeah. especially to go back to day three. We could have had that prepared for today, but we already had like five pages of notes. Right, right we can only like how many hours do we? Have? Plus your two, yeah. seven pages of notes. <laughs> I know. So then she wraps up with, "Now we see that Yeshua was put to death on a tree, eights." as the promised seed to sprout salvation. Absolutely, 100%. Mm-hmm. When you start seeing eights and trees, day three, um, that thing sprouted forth after the gathering of the waters, you're like, oh, Jesus, 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 left and right. I mean, I you see it. Um, she says, Yeshua's spirit of counsel demonstrates not only the power to resurrect on the third day, but to bear fruit. The fruit was resurrection to life of Abraham's seed, the righteous dead. Wow. It's not just for yourself. It's not just him. Mm-mm. It's about what's to come. Yeah. Which is super cool. It is. Um, well, and yeah. another thing that I love about, especially verse 11, is, you know, it says that God let the earth sprout, vegetation, which we kind of covered, plants yielding seed and fruit trees on the earth, bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them. Now, why would it have to repeat that twice? I don't know. You know? Yeah. It's very interesting. See, that's another. There's another Halissa question. I hope you're taking notes. Why was, it, yeah. <laughs> why was it mentioned twice? We got twice? a list for you. Well, and she uses uh, Matthew 27, 52 through 53. Um, the tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Um, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. And that's also where we on see. the first fruits, which is the third feast, right? Right, yeah, First Fruits is Third Abigail, Feast. I think, is it, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's the Third Feast. Yeah, Passover, Unleavened Bread, Yeah, that's first why, I think that's why yeah. she has that on there. Yeah, and that's where you see yeah. that his resurrection is not just his. It's 
it's bringing forth seed all the way back from Abraham. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't go much more in depth from that because, you know, obviously I don't want to just teach her course. No. I don't want to just. She has so much. Yeah. And she's going to, we do not give the credit. uh, We don't, we don't do it justice. Justice. Like she would be, you know, exactly. Oh, what she would be able to do. And she does uh, stuff on YouTube and everything. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you guys want to dive into it, look it up. Creation gospel. I think it's the creation gospel.com. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got her own YouTube channel. Yeah, and she's got about she's got stuff you can even watch for free on Hebrew Roots Network and all yeah. that. Um, and you just yeah. search and on a bunch of other things. It's not just the seven days of creation, but you will see how this truly goes through yeah, everything. everything. Ties in. Yeah. Um, cool. So let's. I. I. And what I went evening, to. And there was morning, a third day, and evening existed, and morning existed, the third day. Yeah. Please drive through. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, from here, really what I just kind of thought of were times that this showed up in where I could see this like separation resurrection or the separation sprouting this, this, this idea of gathering the waters, separation, gathering the waters and raising up. Yeah. There has to be a separation in a birth between a baby and a mother to give birth. You have to, that has to have a separation has to occur, but it doesn't have to stay that way because the birth is actually the third day. Well, I thought, you know, if this is truly a pattern, we should see it through scripture. Yeah. Would. And through nature. Would you agree with the examples I pulled? Yeah. They seem like, okay, because I like, you know, I'm not like a 20 year master at this. No, I'm not either. I just thought, you know, okay, if I went through Genesis. Where do I see the separation rising up? Absolutely. And I first thought, well, Joseph goes through a separation, mm-hmm. which doesn't appear like his like a work of God, but they wanted to kill him, and they didn't, which brings a whole question of free will and God's sovereignty and what yeah. he can and can't he make. He was still it. separated from his family. Right. He was separated, but then through his separation, he's there's a sprouting and a raising up, which then... The fruit bearing from that saves, brings all the people mm-hmm. back from where he started, who are then able to avoid famine and all these things, right? And then I obviously the flood, uh, we see where the flood waters raise and descend, like we mentioned, and the dove appears as the dry land appears. We see this day three theme. Uh, let's see, what was the good one I wanted to go into? Oh, Exodus. We kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, and this is a, a popular one, obviously, that people have talked about, but we see the separation of God's people from Egypt. Yeah. But then through the gathering of the waters, they walk through dry land. Dry land. On the, through the Red Sea. First, they um, walk through the door, the bloody doorway. The bloody doorway, yep. Yeah. And one birth, because you have to be born. The blood birth first, water birth next. Hmm. You have to be born again. Hmm. I like that. So there's that part too. So the blood birth is their Passover, blood mm-hmm. on the door. <clears throat> they mm-hmm. leave, grab your uh, your chametz or uh, what's it, what is it, uh, the crackers? Matzah? The matzah. Grab your matzah. <laughs> We're going. Million, million and a half of us, however many it was. We're out the door. And then here comes Pharaoh, the spirit of God still counseling, right? Yeah moves behind them and then there's a gathering of the waters and they walk through dry land and then they're obviously if you continue through exodus you see this right you know they're going towards the promised land we see this raising up 
the other part of Exodus that was good is the building of the tabernacle. We mentioned this a little bit, um, but that we see the seven days of creation repeated again in the building of the tabernacle. And so we can see these days happening in, and we see day three with um, Genesis 1.13 uh, being paralleled with Exodus 30.17. And I don't have that pulled up exactly in front of me. I don't know if you want to. So day three, basically. There was evening and there was morning a third day. That's one thirteen. And then Exodus. We'll go Exodus thirty seventeen would be day three. And you shall make a lavar of bronze, blah, 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 blah. Um, but what we should see when we read through this is a relationship of day three. And, you know, we're not completely prepared to do that, so I don't want to sidetrack us. Um, mm-hmm. You can do that. But uh, this book, Reading Moses, Seeing Jesus, talks about to appreciate, they're talking about the relationship between not only if we're going to look at the creation throughout time, we're going to have to see the relationship between Adam, Moses, and Jesus as this priestly role within that creation. Yeah. And I think a lot of people. So you have to go through a washing before you do the Ola offering, which Ola means going up. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. When you read Exodus thirty seventeen through twenty one, you'll see the water, the basin, mm-hmm. the washing, you and wash you'll your hands and, your feet. and you'll see. Oh, this is the gathering of the waters to so go through die. the mikvah. Like, exactly. oh, okay, I see it. And that's where I was saying when you move into anointing oil, you can absolutely read Holy Spirit there as you start to see day four being mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit and what we know the Spirit to be. And you read that. Well, you're looking that up. Halissa also has all of the the parshas or the portions. Um, well, each book, uh, the first five books, like the first of Genesis, and she has a whole workbook that also walks you through all of this stuff as well on her website. Or you can go to Hebrew Roots Network, I do believe, and I think they sell it as well. So, But yeah. uh, this book... Um, is saying basically to appreciate Adam's priestly role, we must first recognize the extent to which creation, Eden imagery permeates the tabernacle. Scholars have long noted many thematic and verbal parallels between the creation week and the tabernacle narrative, some of which are worth noting. So as the week, as the creation week is divided into seven days, so we have Genesis 1-5, Genesis 1-8, Genesis 8-13, or Genesis 1-13, 119, 123, 131, and then day seven would be Genesis 2 1. So the blueprints of the tabernacle are given in seven speeches, which is Exodus 25 1, 30 11, 30 17, 22, 34, 31 1, and 12. And in both cases, the seventh day and seventh speech focus on the Sabbath. Um, and so this book has a portion of this where it's talking about um, the creation mandate and how you see it throughout Scripture, specifically. The tabernacle, but then we were even mentioning how we can see this through other things in Scripture, including the I am sayings of Jesus and the miracles of Jesus, but also the feasts, which are not done yet. Yeah. Which is why we're not done with them yet. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Did that get us, get us off topic there? Or did that kind of uh, bring us some examples in Scripture where we're seeing this separation? gathering of the waters, moving through it, even to the, the building of the tabernacle. When we look at day three of this gathering in mikvah, and this is the part of the tabernacle of washing and, you know, using the mikvah now to walk through that dry land. 
rather than a legalistic thing of they're just building a water basin for your feet to go in. Yeah. And then I obviously went through the gospel of where we see his crucifixion. We see this separation, and I used Mark fifteen thirty three. When the sixth hour came, darkness fell over the land. Uh, at the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is translated as, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But we know forsaken is this separation thing. And I think this can be a confusing point for people who are like, well, did God abandon Jesus? Is you know, this would not necessarily be a good thing if we look at separation in day two as not necessarily being good, but a necessary thing because through the blood he will be born and resurrected, right? Mm-hmm. So I put Luke 24, 1 through 7, where we see, uh, you know, him being placed in the tomb, but on the third day they come for him and he's gone. We see the sprouting of vegetation. But just as Moses was raised up, our Joseph was, Moses, you know, all these examples we see, um, God using that gathering of waters to sprout vegetation. We know that through that mikveh, that hope, that now we know what the hope is. Yeah. And we can see this theme throughout scripture. Hopefully people can see that now. Yeah. Would you disagree? <laughs> I hope not. So you're on the wrong show, if so. Right. Do we call this a that show? Would, like... would you call this a show? <laughs> You have you have questions that you want to ask people? Something that can get them to stretch their mind a little bit? No, I just Homework. hope it inspires them to want to dig further. Yeah. For you all to dig. Each individual person needs to dig for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully it all made sense. Uh, you know, we are going to post show notes, so I'll take, you know, some, your stuff and add links to stuff we were talking about. Um, but hopefully this just, if you're walking through this with us, you see that we've gotten through this void this formless void into a light and dark you know the separation but ultimately a gathering that's now we're at a point of through hope sprouting a vegetation but it's not done you would hope that we're done right (laughs) it sounds like a good note to end on it sounds like a good note (laughs) we're sprouting fruitful vegetation can we just stop well no because we're not there yet right? right adam and eve are not there yet Evelyn, or whatever her name would be. What is the Hebrew for Eve? Yava. Yava? Because Adam is life. Because Adam is humanity, I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And ground. And red. But Adam and Eve are supposed to be a literal man and woman that we all came from, right? Could be. Could be questions. Could be questions to ask. Well, if you guys have questions, shoot us an email, comment on it, uh, contact us somehow, um, and let us know, and we'll try to go through them. But otherwise, day three, we're done. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. It's because of listeners like you that we're able to record this content. If you have any questions or a topic you want us to cover, please contact us at ffministriestx at gmail.com or on Facebook at Faith First Podcast. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, so any donation you make is tax deductible. For those who have already contributed, thank you so much. If you would like to leave an offering, you can do so by contacting us by email at ffministriestx at gmail.com or finding us on Facebook at Faith First Podcast. Thank you again for listening and God bless.